Hey, y'all. It's your boy. And I just wanted to tell you that this episode of The Read is being brought to you by some of our new sponsors, Me Undies. I think it says it all right there in the name. Me Undies is a company. I can only describe the fit and feel of their draws by saying that once you wear them, you may just be forever changed as I were. And my rump is very important to me. So I urge you to check them out. Mind your business. <laughs> you can go to meundies.com slash three to get 20% off your first order. Shipping is free in the U.S. and Canada. They're awesome. So go check them out and let us know that we sent you. And let's begin the program. Baddest bitch, and you know I'm making my cash. And if you talking shit, bitch, I'ma have to whoop that ass. So watch what you say to a real ass bitch. I don't get no shits. It's lit. And Steven. And Steven. I am a paradox. Okay. Wow. I'll be amethyst. Paradot is the worst. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Paradot. I just wanted to say one that I haven't. Oh, I was like, I want to be Paradot's ass so bad. Yeah, everybody. Oh hates my well, god, she's so annoying. <laughs> Pearl's annoying too. Pearl is annoying, but at least Pearl is smart. Paradot is just mad, like mad because she was standing for somebody who didn't stand for her back, and now she's stuck on Earth, which she don't really like with these people. She don't really like. But girl, you just mad, big, big mad at everybody but yourself. I can't believe you watched this show. I fucking love it. So, <laughs> shout out to everybody who believe told me it. that they started watching Steven Universe. I'm so glad y'all are joining. It's so good. It's really, really good. And new episodes are back. I think it's airing every night this at month seven. at seven. Yeah. So my DVR is set. And then Amazon sent me an email, like, in case you didn't know, Steven Universe is available for your viewing pleasure right because now. You already because I already it. bought the season. Yes, <laughs> yes. come spend some more. <laughs> I love it. Yay. Um, so we're back for another episode of this. Yes, amen. So much to talk about. <laughs> I really so, just don't even. So much. I don't even know. I know I know. there's a certain part of your heart that is so full of glee, but we'll get there. I'm happy today. I know, oh, I know. Um, <laughs> before we get into all of that, let's just go, you know, slide on into Black Excellence. So, oh, yes. I'm going to read an email here from someone named Tasha. The email says, hello. Just today, this was a week ago, so then, Dr. Carla Hayden was just approved by the Senate to become the 14th Librarian of Congress. Not only will she be the first person of color to hold the position, but also the first woman and only second person who is actually a librarian as a future librarian currently in graduate school to get my Master's of Library and Information Science degree. I'm so excited that after a lifetime of not seeing very many black people working in libraries in my neighborhoods, the public face of the largest library in the world is a black woman. Yes. And she sent a link here. You can go and read more about Carla Hayden on Washington Post. I can't believe I didn't hear about that. That's great. Librarian was my dream job. I know it was. Until like middle school. I mean, really? Nothing but books and everybody has to shut the fuck and you, up? You get to tell people to shut the Right. Up. Like they have to shut up. <laughs> like you shut up or leave. What? That's the perfect job. 
I don't know how I didn't end up a librarian. So congratulations. Also, shout out to David Diggs. He I just read on Broadway.com that he's on the third season of Blackish playing Rainbow's brother. So it's going to be quite. I am just so excited because, you know, I love David Diggs, even though I know he has this girlfriend, fiance, something. I don't know. Like that doesn't take away my love for him. He's just so cute. And I stand for him. So I'm very (laughs) excited for this because I know there's going to be some sort of musical aspect to this. And I'm picturing Diane and David with a little choreograph number. And I'm just getting excited. So thank you, ABC. Thank you, Blackish. I'm excited. Anything involving Blackish excites me. Woo. So, this week in Shade in Full. Oh, yes. Oh, my. <laughs> so, just full of, like, exciting things. Woo! Okay, well, I'm going to try and do, like, a little build-up here for okay. yeah. my personal interest. Have your moment. From least interested to most. Um, so, let's start with uh, Amorosa, former reality star, current woman and um that's a great way to put it i mean succinct she uh it's been announced that she will be working for donald trump as his as the director of african-american outreach for the trump campaign (laughs) i will remind you that amorosa rose to alleged fame oh by starring on Apprentice, Donald Trump was the host of this show. Amorosa, ever since then, has Amorosa has been working real jobs. Um, doing Wasn't she like, an attorney or something? Or like I she think was an a attorney, professional woman, right? I she think that she's something. been teaching and right. she works. Right. This though, <laughs> just doesn't seem like a place to work. But you know, uh, go for my only thing is. You know, and Donald would know this if Donald wasn't a dumbass. Um, I think that it would be wise, you know, if you're going to have someone be the director of African-American outreach to have someone that African-Americans will reach out to, you know, like because we don't like her or care about her. So <laughs> it's the like thing is you have to you have to recruit harder than that. Like, I mean, I know Beyonce was never an option, but you need to think more in that direction. Like somebody black people especially black women because we're the main ones who votes <laughs> like somebody that appeals to us you picked fucking omarosa who nobody gives a like, shit about we don't care at all and then you gave her the title of something it honestly sounds like the deacon's fake title at church or something just the, it doesn't even sound like a real job of course it isn't <laughs> and it's like of course it isn't because they're not quote. actually going to focus on black outreach not at all she told msnbc it happened this week it's really an extension of the work that now this is in brackets I'm reading this from People. Okay. It's really an extension of the word that the National Diversity Coalition for Trump has already been doing. Uh, and I'm so very happy to take up that cause for Donald Trump. What? Sweet miss, what the good fuck <laughs> is the National Diversity <laughs> Coalition? Oh, God. For Trump. It's her and like three Latinos who aren't Mexican who have decided, like, this can't be a real organization. This is it all even. I'm not doing that. Cause they made this stuff up yesterday. Right. <laughs> like, they, so I'm arrested. What do you think we should call it? Um, <laughs> it doesn't. How about a, a national diversity? Niggas like coalition. Call it a coalition. I just. And left it right there. I mean, the thing about it is. 
you can call it whatever you want to and it can be whatever bullshit position you want it to be because ultimately Donald Trump stands are not going to give a fuck. I mean... And they're going to vote for him anyway. They're going to look at that and be like, see, he's trying with they black asses and they just don't want to hear it. Like, that's really going to be the end that's of it. That's all that it is. I mean, he's not getting... Donald Trump is not getting the black vote. This is all for optics. His whole campaign, like the fact that he is actually literally the GOP nominee blows my fucking mind. Like it does, but it doesn't. Like he, it's right. really happening. It's really happening. It's, like really it's, it's happening. not surprising that this is happening, but it's just like it's really, really, it's really happening. Like white people are this committed. It is happening. Wow. Hate over common sense. <sighs> I just I can't. I hope bigotry oh, over better judgment. It doesn't matter. They don't care. Like they will. They will choose the hatred. So here we are with Omarosa. We'll get back to them lying. And her checks that I'm sure will bounce. (laughs) Well, you know, anything for your leave out. So Mm -mm. I'm going to move on Mm -mm. to. Mm -mm. So there's this guy named Joe Budden. Uh, Joe Budden uh, is a former rapper, current uh, reality star and podcaster. Um, Reality star? What do you call them? I've always thought of them kind of like porn stars, where like everybody's a star because you had like, <laughs> because, because you like you actually did right because you went out of your way to do it, and not most people would. Okay, so you know like what? I will allow take it. it you I was know? thinking you know correspondent, but this is fine. Correspondent <laughs> is fair too, but I just feel like I'll give you that. I mean, because I, I when never. I think of star, I think of like the stars of reality TV. However, you know, dingy that may be, like Nene Leaks. She's a star of reality TV. She is. She is. Joe Budden is just on reality TV. Occasionally. Arguing with Dominican girls that he forced to get abortions. So, but anyway, I don't even... Anyway, I'm sorry. I tried to hold it back. I just don't... I I have a real distaste for that nigga. I know you do. I really do. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Just, ugh, his existence irks my spirit. Good God. I feel like he's been quiet. He is such a nigga. I mean, he is, but whatever. So anyway. Um, So, uh, (laughs) Joe Budden used to be, like, I guess, real good buddies with Drake. And I knew that. Because, again, I don't really follow too much of what Joe Budden does outside of his music because I don't care. I don't follow him on social media because I don't care. But I have listened to Joe Budden, like, mixtapes and things like that after his Pump It Up single or whatever, which is what most people know him for. Mm -hmm. And Joe Budden can rap. so He can. For whatever reason, I've known him to always have an extreme love for Drake as a musician and maybe more. And like a friendship. Now, I'm going to... Hold on. You already did it. No, I didn't. You you already said it, maybe more. Like... Like, love for him as a musician and as, like, a friend and as, like, a fellow light-skinned bachelor. It doesn't have to be So that. maybe Joe Budden moved into the estate for a few months? Oh, Drake wasn't having that. <laughs> but, like, you know, they definitely went to, like, La Marina and, like... <laughs> oh, no. If them niggas was at La Marina, we would have known about it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, I feel like La Marina's... Drake is the reason why La Marina is famous to me, but I'm sure that's wrong. Hugged up somewhere in the Bronx like, in secret. Or no, not the Bronx. Jersey. He has had to have been up there with at least five Dominican girls in his VIP. At least. Hookah. At least. I just won't believe that he comes to New York and does anything else. Right. I mean, but, the, but listen, this is what you created. Like, this is what you asked for. You keep shouting out uptown girls on your records and going to spots uptown. I mean, I don't think he has a problem with it. I, mean, I know he loves it. This was the whole goal. That's what they love. I feel like Joe Budden is a little jealous of that I think that Joe Budden is in love with Drake not from a sexual perspective so I'm just trying to go out and call everybody gay you know 
Even though we do call just about everything. When I believe it. <laughs> I mean, and sometimes these niggas sometimes give you every get, reason to believe it. Sometimes you can change my mind. I'm just going with my gut in the moment. Right. I don't feel that way. I just feel like he has like a huge, like a real man crush on Drake mm-hmm. from like a musician's perspective and also just from like a rich nigga with bitches. Mm-hmm. I think that he is just like in love with that. But I'm not even, I'll get into some of the words. Like how but, I feel about Solange. Sure. Maybe. But just or is intense. Or creepier? <laughs> okay. I'll get there. <laughs> so, Joe Biden has a podcast um, with some of his friends. And he, I guess he talked about the Drake album views and talked about how he didn't enjoy it. And he thought it was uninspired or uninspiring and all of that stuff. Which is fair for you to have your opinion. And truly, I agree. So, whatever. Yeah, I couldn't play it more than a few times. So then Drake put out a song called like 4 p.m. in Calabasas or something like that. And most people assumed that a couple of the shots he's allegedly taking on this song are directed towards Puff, which he had issues with behind that <laughs> zero to a hundred song and yes. then getting smacked in the mouth at live right. and all that other drama. Joe Biden seems to think that a lot of these lines are subliminal shots at him. Reasoning behind it, you can go and find for yourself. It's very interesting. But he has discussed, you know, how they used to smoke hookah together (laughs) and how he's never had to pick up the tab nowhere. Drake's always been a gentleman to him. These are his words. Oh, yeah. Um, So that is why I say I feel like he just really has like a like he holds Drake to dear near and dear to his heart and soul and being. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. (laughs) like pearl and rose (laughs) oh like pearl and rose okay i wish you had provided that context earlier because pearl's feelings for rose are borderline creepy like maybe not even borderline it's like a little obsessive but because you appreciate right you just love this person and what they do so much and what they're capable of and what they can do for others everything about that nigga just the essence of this person you just are so drawn to that you just stand for them but then it's also at the same time kind of like calm down okay girl can you be your own person (laughs) easy now (laughs) so then there was this snippet of this French Montana song which just came out called No Shopping and on the snippet you hear Drake say pump 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 it up and so that (laughs) that had the mood music crew feeling like oh god oh well he's about to come for Joe Biden now Joe Biden says that he knew that this was a you know a shot at him and that people in the studio like people were sending clips of it and Drake was texting everybody about it and all of this drama that what right so he then put out two disc records to drake which i didn't listen to because i'm not interested (laughs) don't care um prior to the song coming out drake put out of this whatever they put out the french montana song it does definitely sound like he's taking shots at joe budden but it also doesn't sound like it's a diss it sounds like he may have gave him like four bars okay specifically and then he was like i'm no longer interested in this um to be fair the verse in general i thought was trash um as well as the entire song (laughs) just putting it all out there um i'm just saying how i feel about it so that's where everybody is with this i just feel like you know um so drake still has not come out and officially said anything about this or i don't think taking any direct and See, and that's what I said, and niggas got mad at me, but I was like, Drake has no real reason to respond to this. Like, 
Joe Budden is a Twitter nigga who makes money like legitimately. That's that's the best I can give him in a 2016 context. Like, yes, he's a talented rapper, but people do not give a fuck about Joe Budden like as a rapper. Not in general, like rap niggas do, black people do, but he's not mainstream. You know, it doesn't. Like, yeah, I could see niggas being like, well, it's for the culture and it's all about battling and beefing and respecting another rapper and all that. Yeah, that's fine. And that's real. But Drake is like a bona fide superstar. He does not have to acknowledge anything. And I think that he knows that. I think that Joe Budden is very aware that he wasn't going to like change the rap game and everybody was going to lift them up like at the end of like the Mighty Ducks or some shit like nobody nobody oh like Joe Budden was going to be the savior of right like he was going to be like oh my god I'm just now realizing that Drake is a nobody and that we should have that's strange though because he has the ego of a nigga who does feel that because he knows that he can rap better than Drake I mean but but if if talent was all it took the game would not be the game that's not how it works I just think that it's kind of strange that it's like you want to prove that you are this great MC and that this nigga shouldn't challenge you or whatever, but you kind of started it. So it's like... Oh, you mean from Drake? Hmm. Like Drake started it, but he won't... No, think Drake, Joe started oh, it. Oh, Joe. I was. I thought you meant like Drake felt that way. And I'm like, I don't think Drake feels any need to prove his skills or anything like that. So never mind. I just didn't understand where you were coming from. Yeah, no. I just think that it's kind of like the entire thing is uninteresting. I think that... Um, at the end of the day, Joe, why don't you just be focused more? Like, if it's going to be a rap thing and you're going to challenge somebody that's as mainstream as Drake is, unfortunately, the entertainment industry is a popularity contest, period. So even if you are super talented and super likable and relatable and everybody just wanted to see you win, you can't, like... It's not really really about just those things. Right, you're not just going to put out a diss record when nobody don't care. And I'm trying to be as diplomatic about this as possible without throwing in my personal opinions about Joe Budden. You know, I try to just be fair these days. I'm trying. I'm trying to see both sides, as the young people say. So I'm not letting my personal feelings about Joe Budden influence this, but the, the fucked up truth of the matter is that Joe Budden could wrap circles around Drake, and I think most people who have ever heard rap would say he does, and it does not matter. Because Joe Budden is not the only person who could wrap circles around Drake. Right. I don't think that anybody... There think, are successful rappers who can rap better than Drake. Like, right. That's not... Just like there are tons of unknown rappers that can. So I don't... Like, people know that, and I don't think that anybody... We know Drake a rap, but I don't think that anybody's lying to themselves saying that Drake is unmatched when it comes to lyricism. So... <laughs> You know, it's like that's not what it's about. So I just feel like it would be smarter to, if you're going to come at somebody and be like, I'm just th- that MC, yeah. to figure out how to have like a respectable and worth, like, like a, a career or a rap career that's like worth talking about. Because mm-hmm. everybody got a fan base. Everybody has a fan base. Some it's are stronger true. than others. But when it comes to like challenging somebody that is like at the top of their game right now, when it comes mm-hmm. to everything, it's like, what diff- what what does it matter if you can rap better than them if nobody gives a fuck? Right. Well, he needs content for his show because what else does he do? So. Well, he got it. I'm sure that I'm sure that he got. I'm sure he got invited somewhere else to talk about this. Like he needs. Oh, absolutely. He was on the brilliant idiot. You know, see, oh god, if there and got was ever arguing. a more appropriate environment for that nigga, brilliant idiots is exactly where he belongs. But we were on there fussing. Was he? You were fussing with Charlamagne because you know Charlamagne is like nigga, you're trash. Well, right. I, he didn't say that, but you know, <laughs> like that's still, how he will yes. make you feel. Thank you, Charlamagne. 
I love it. Anyway. And maybe oh, I almost said maybe I should listen, but that's a lie. Oh, that's a lie. I listen to her. Mm, well, but you don't hate Joe Budden and Andrew the way I do. So I don't hate Joe Budden. No, okay. Well, next. ASAP <laughs> Rocky. I don't even want to talk about ASAP Rocky. Oh, ASAP Rocky's still a dumbass. Went like, on the Breakfast Club and proved to be a dumbass. Great. A year ago, he did an interview with Time Out magazine, and they asked him if he feels like he's being forced to address issues. And I'm just going to paraphrase this, because who even gives a fuck about what he said? But essentially, it went something like, I didn't sign up to be nobody's activist. Or no, I'm not Al Sharpton. I just want to talk about bitches and codeine and my jiggy fashion and whatever the fuck else. I can't relate to Ferguson because I'm in Soho, and that's not my life. This was September of last year, so not even a full year ago. And his initial excuse was, y'all can gas interviews from a year ago. Like he said this when he was 15. (laughs) (laughs) How dare y'all bring up something that I said 10 months ago? God damn, get over it. Like, nigga, it's still still relevant. Weren't you in the game a year ago? What do you mean? The conversation about Ferguson hasn't even stopped. We haven't, like... We're not done talking about it. The conversation has never stopped. You act like... Right, exactly. You act like you said it in the third grade. The only thing that annoys me about this type of shit is, once again, I don't expect for celebrities to come out here and give me a think piece. Nobody is expecting you to be Al Sharpton. Nobody is expecting you to be a Francesca Ramsey or a DeRay or a Netta or even a Jessica Williams. Nobody's expecting for you to be a Bill Maher. Nobody's expecting for you for, to be a political analyst, bitch, because you ain't. And we know that. <laughs> That's why those people have those jobs. And anybody who really takes these issues seriously will probably go there first to get information and to have those types of discussions. That doesn't mean that you can't acknowledge the shit that's going on Period. Like, it's that simple. It's the same shit that I was saying when I was talking about Nicki Minaj in Orlando. It's like, you don't have to come out and be like, well... I just want to tell you, let me give you an acronym for the word systemic and why I just feel like it is so... I wrote a haiku about... Oh, like, no. Oh, no. Nobody wants that. All you got to do is say, yo, this shit is fucked up and something needs to change. That's it. Just to show that you're in solidarity. Because believe it or not, there are plenty of niggas out here who rap just like you who have opinions that are harmful to what we're trying to do and counterproductive, i.e. Kevin Gates and oh, several God. other black oh, dummies. So it's like... <laughs> Like, yeah, some people kind of want to know that somebody that they admire or somebody that they've spent their money on isn't feeling or thinking dumb things. And clearly you felt that way because that's how you expressed it. Anyway, I heard he did go on the radio today and try and make it yeah. up and just sounded worse. Well, I mean, and that wasn't even, I think what could have been even worse is that ASAP Rocky was talking about how he don't know what's going on in Ferguson because he live in Soho and L.A., Beverly, Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Like, so them ain't my problems. I'm living a totally different lifestyle. I'm in the studio. I'm in these bitches' draws. Like, nigga, really? This is... Weren't you? Let me not even I'm so sorry. Tea. You look like you grew up poor. Like, Let me gr- are you that distant from your childhood? Like, are you that distant from the way you grew up? And You're not even even that around? distant from the years that you was living uptown if we want to gag like if we right? really want to <laughs> like it wasn't even that long ago that you was living at your mom's house so I don't even understand what we're talking uh-uh. about and regardless uh-uh. of whether or not you want to you live in Soho or Beverly Hills or Bikini Bottom or the city of Atlantis <laughs> or wherever the fuck it is that you live in you could be walking down the street with a Gucci bag in your left hand and a fucking Louboutin bag in your right hand and the guns gonna still the, the 
police are still going to see them braids hanging down from the side of your black ass head and put a bullet between each and every one of them. That's really it. And it aggravates the fuck out of me that people are out here getting their asses whooped, getting arrested and getting killed, trying to fight for dumb black bitches like you. And you will come back for it and say some shit like, oh, well... I can't speak on that. I couldn't even sit through that whole I'm at 40 minutes. the minute. Supreme store. It was just so. Shut up. Oh my God, that nigga is so stupid. One thing I agree with him with, like, I don't want anybody else to ask him any questions about anything. Like, I think we've all heard. I agree enough. on that too. We've all heard enough from ASAP Rocky. No more questions. I agree with that as no well. No more press because I'm done. You know, I'm just going to point out that in that same interview with Time Out, he also mentioned how he got into mushrooms and acid. Oh, okay. Which are two drugs that keep, they seem to be getting a lot of y'all niggas in trouble these days. Sometimes when you just keep reading, all the answers to your questions just pop up right there. Mushrooms and acid. Okay. That provides a lot of context. Got it. That's the same dummy who's had that shit to say about black Black girls girls and red red lipstick. Right. So we've been there. So... (laughs) I feel like there are like 10 stories today. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Price went to... (laughs) No, you didn't. (laughs) Damn. Kelly Price. Damn, Kelly. R&B songstress. R&B diva. Kelly Price performed Sunday at the Indiana Black Expo. Mm Mm-hmm. She went up on stage at the beginning of a gospel (laughs) concert at this expo. Right. And she sang her cover of Shirley Murdoch's song, As We Lay. Now, for those of you who clearly don't love music, As We Lay is a song about a woman who is laid up with another woman's husband talking about the great sex that they had and how they should probably hurry up and get home before they get caught. Yes. <laughs> what the whole and I don't know how you haven't heard As We Lay. I'm, but I know somebody Shirley has Murdoch. never right. listened to that. Oh no, somebody. I think I've heard the Kelly Price version twice in my life. I always listen to Shirley's because why wouldn't you? Right, right. But for the people who just heard that song 16 years ago when Kelly Price did the remake, like if you don't know her for nothing else, you got to know her for her remake of that song. I mean, it's one of her biggest. Yeah, it might be her biggest. So, but but you know, anyway, she was um, at the Indiana Black Expo. <laughs> the gospel portion. The go- Singing about fucking somebody's <laughs> man. <laughs> Um, Woo! young people, uh, she is the lady singing down on ultralight. <laughs> oh, yes. You were also confused. Um, that's right. She is. So she posted a video on her Instagram about how one of the deaconess or one of the mothers, <laughs> somebody who was hosting this situation when she got off stage, basically approached her and said, you must be out your black ass mother. <laughs> That's so messed up. No, told her that, she, that it was inappropriate for her to sing that song. And she, you know, feels like church bigotry is the reason that nobody goes to, to church now and that we have to put an end to it and blah, blah, blah. So this is how the story goes. Apparently, Rico Love invited Kelly Price to sing at his part of the expo or whatever they were doing before the gospel part. Right. Something in the schedule got switched around at the last minute that didn't have nothing to do with Kelly and they made her sing at the end of it 
and pretty much it looked like she was opening the gospel part when she was really supposed to be closing out whatever part that Rico Love invited her to do. So she really wasn't even there to sing nothing gospel or to sing for the gospel part, but the expo, I guess, fucked it up. Mm -hmm. And so these saved, super saved blacks are sitting there like, I know she got a... <laughs> he got to hurry on to... What? Oh. And I know, I could just picture everybody's auntie sitting there like, I know this just bitch is not. Big hats. Singing about adultery. Covering okay. up judgment. Stockings. <laughs> is she? Clutches in the hand. Looking like that Whitney Houston gift where she's sitting, in, yes, n- sitting next to Mariah like, and she sat up like... <laughs> Who is that? Who? What? What was that? Like, let me look around. I know they were in the right just, spot. This is not right. Oh, not feel for Kelly Price, though. That's fucked up. Yeah, I mean... It wasn't her fault. It's not like they were like, hey, girl, come open the gospel extravaganza. She was like... Because, you know, if they had <clears> asked her to come sing some gospel, she would have went down there and sang some gospel. Right, that's the thing. Kelly Price has a gospel voice, is a gospel... Well, maybe not is a gospel artist, but does gospel she music. She can perform gospel right. music like, and has, yes. Right, so that's... I can see the confusion here. It's just... Right, because if it was like Tinashe that was up there performing... <laughs> You, all hands on deck. They would have been like, something's wrong. Where's my program? Because right. this isn't right. Right, But exactly. people know Kelly can sing gospel, right. so they must have been like, girl, <laughs> out of all the songs, you coming out in here singing about adultery, yes. you should be ashamed. Amen. Had Tanache been the one on stage, everybody would have been like, oh, it must be running late. Right. <laughs> this is the be- youth. But they saw That's Kelly secular. Price and knew they was there for church. Right. So they just put two and two together. You know, that just makes she sense. She said, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> right, As we lay, <laughs> we forgot about now, tomorrow. tomorrow. As we lay. Like, <laughs> church ladies is losing it. We ain't laying with you, girl. <laughs> Get her off. It would be different if she was singing about laying with her husband, but it's blatantly it's a song about laying adultery. Laying with a husband. <laughs> Not a possessive. Not her husband. <laughs> Woo. So let's move on um, Amen. to somebody else who uh, uses another black woman's words. Um, Malaria Trump, Melania Trump uh, did something... <laughs> This story gets better and better. It's just, isn't it fun? White people are amazing. She was speaking at the Republicans National Convention two days ago, whenever it was. And basically (laughs) recited the vast majority of Michelle Obama's speech from the Democratic National Convention in like 2008. Uh, so I just what are you okay? <laughs> because I'm still like I I'm still trying to figure out why because clearly it had to have been intentional. There's no possible way that anybody is going to convince me that they didn't think that people would know that that happened. Right. It's not like Michelle well, Obama. I really don't think they did. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they thought. There's no anybody way. Anybody would know. No, no. It is. There is a way, and you know how? It's because Donald Trump is an egotistical dumbass who truly feels like he can do whatever the fuck he wants, and he's going to win. No, I know that he feels that. I know that he feels like, of course, my wife can just tell. Who the fuck cares? We like nobody gives a shit. I know that. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that they didn't know this would happen. Like, there's no way. So you think somebody set her up? 
I don't think that anybody set her up. I just, I, it's, okay, I have two theories here. Okay. And it's gotta be one. Because the other one is like, in a perfect world, no Carrie Hilson. Like, it's just like, complete conspiracy theory. The first one is... <laughs> Oh God! That they truly just didn't give a fuck, and they were like, "Yes, yeah, somebody's gonna realize that this was Michelle Obama's," but it was the last minute, and you know, Melania ain't writing no shit anyway, and we had way too many other things to worry about because Donald Trump called this person a faggot and burned this person down, so we had to worry about that. <laughs> we didn't have time to write Even no shit. Melania went out of her way to say that she did write it with as little help as possible. They go out of their way to say that they didn't kill us when we have video proof that they did. So, again, well, like, well. it's either they knew that this was going to happen and they were prepared to say it isn't true and we don't give a fuck, although we they know that we know mm-hmm. because that's how little respect that these white people have for us. Right. Or Donald Trump <laughs> is, going to, is planning on winning the presidency and then doing a complete 180 when he gets in office and being like Black Lives Matter and trying to do some gun control shit. Oh, no. Because remember and remember when he was like, Republicans are so fucking stupid that I could say whatever the fuck I want to and probably did he really and say lie that? to them? I believe that he did. I mean, maybe he did it, but I've I keep never saying seen, that. like a video of that. I've never seen it either, but I feel mm, like I ju- cannot be that optimistic. I just feel like there's no other explanation because I feel like their campaign is honestly run by him, his family, and their friends, and they truly thought nobody would fucking notice. I don't believe that. I do. It's I not think like that Mich- unorganized. I think they're that unprofessional. It's not even like Mich- nah, my nigga. It's not even because, like Mich- no, but but for real, the Washington Post did a whole story about this, and the fact of the matter is that no, nobody who was on TV that night even noticed it first. Like it was somebody on Twitter. Jared Hill. So shout out to Jerry Hill, who was apparently the first person who even noticed that the speech was stolen in the first place. Like people oh, yeah. who follow politics professionally and referenced Michelle Obama's 2008 speech did not recognize that Melania took like phrases and whole sentences from that shit. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'm I do. Sorry. I it's believe they're that inept. It's not even like Michelle, you know, it's not like she had that speech and she spoke in front of like a private room of five people and nobody knew <laughs> like it was aired on TV we have the internet there's no way that you took that speech from Michelle her televised fucking speech mm. and just didn't think that at some point somebody was going to realize that she took this from Michelle no way like you knew that the people who are at a Trump rally are so stupid that they wouldn't have caught it but you had to have known that eventually it was going to come out sooner than later and that you were going to have to just be like, oh, no, girl, that that wasn't it. Because white people have already been like, oh, well, Michelle Obama didn't invent, invent the English language. And who cares? Like, what's the problem with using another person's words? It's the passion behind it. Like, girl, if Michelle Obama would have gone up there and taken a motherfucking speech from like from Nancy Reagan or something, y'all would have gone and right? burnt her to the ground. What? Absolutely. And swallowed it's her precious. She had to be so perfect. She had to be flaw free. She is like this amazing wife and mother, a fucking double Ivy League graduate, like, smarter than a motherfucker. And they, like, she had to, Michelle Obama had to, like, walk the line perfectly with no fuck-ups to be accepted because she was a black woman. And they still give her shit and disrespect her after all of that. And this woman is Meanwhile, Melania Trump, right, I think she dropped out of high school and she used to model 
and she did a commercial and once. Plagiarize is <laughs> a speech. Well, which, did you see the statement they put out today about yes. the aid, the aid, the aid? Or it's the staff somebody, writer's right, fault. Right, the staff writer was like, oh, it's my fault, and she gave me some quotes, and I just put them all in the speech, and nobody... That's why I think it's just them being inept as fuck, right. because how is nobody else checking on the speech that Donald Trump's fucking wife is giving at the Republican National That Convention? is the how? only... That is the only thing that can make me possibly believe that they really didn't think that anybody would find this out because it's like now they're trying to find the scapegoat and they're trying to blame somebody on it to take the heat off of her. So maybe it's just Donald Trump was so wrapped up in the rest of his bigotry that he was just like, look, bitch, you got to do a speech, figure it out. And so she sat down in front of Google and she, you know, she searched (laughs) really great speeches by women. National Convention Women's Speech. And then she just like, and then she was like, text right. Because what about that woman really made? Like she probably never. She probably thought that she was the only person who thought. She probably doesn't even know where the views are listed on a YouTube video. Melania Trump didn't even Google that shit. Please, somebody else wrote that entire thing for her. Was like, read this on the teleprompter. Period. She didn't know where. Joanne the scammer. (laughs) Whoa, that was just. It was a bunch of dumb decisions made. But the thing is. It doesn't matter because nobody voting for Trump gives a fuck that Melania stole something from a black that's woman. That's the part. That's that's it. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. And that, again, brings me back to my original theory that they just didn't give a fuck that people will find out because they know that these white people will make up a shit ton of excuses for them. Nobody who's voting for Trump gives a fuck. She could have stole that motherfucker and she could have recited every line from the entire different world series. Like she could have <laughs> gone up there and been like... Woo, mess, trash. Anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So the last thing that I want to talk about is, um, I'm just going to start it by, I'm going to start it with a song. <coughs> I'm going to celebrate, bray, 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 bray. Now the <laughs> niggas know you fake, 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 bitches. I'm just finna shake, 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 bitch. Fake as fuck. You fake as fuck. <laughs> Hey, so uh, I've been thinking about your joy. Celebrate good times. You've been trying to tell us. Come on. So it was approximately uh, seven years ago that I, you know, spoke to you girls on the Internet and I informed you that this woman by the name of Taylor Swift was a physical embodiment of white lies. Um, I didn't trust her. She stole from Beyonce. She's taking Michael Jackson's things. And ever since then, I knew that there was just, it was just lies. Mm-hmm. It was a literal, just a lie in the form of a human being walking around in beautiful gowns. Right. Um, Great gowns. Beautiful. Uh, so we've talked about this whole drama with uh, Kanye West and his wife and uh, this famous song. And how they have been talking about how Taylor Swift knew that the famous song was going to come out. And that she thought that it was funny and she approved it and all of this stuff. She originally said that she had never heard the song and that she didn't give anybody the uh, approval for it. And that he wa- Kanye just wanted for her to tweet the song out from her Twitter account or whatever to support it or something like that. They have been talking about how they've had it on tape for weeks she sent all kinds of, you know, letters, also very white and full of lies. Mm-hmm. 
to <laughs> Kanye West and his people telling them if you drop that shit, we're dropping a lawsuit on your motherfucking head. She, mm, my goodness. Luckily for Kanye West's wife is white. So she got onto her TV show and, you know, she talked about it some more. I personally feel like Kim sat down with her team of lawyers and was like, give me the go ahead. Like, I feel like they spent a few days maybe mm-hmm. reading through all of the text. <laughs> and they got back to her and was like, okay, this is how you can get that bitch. So she went when she was ready and she got up on the motherfucking uh, the Kardashian show and talked about it with one of her sisters, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the night that it aired, mind you, this was apparently Months National ago. Snake National Snake Day or some shit like that was the day oh, that it Taylor. aired. Oh, Taylor. It was written in the stars for you, girl. So Kim Kardashian urges people to get on her Snapchat and follow her, which I'm not going to... Oof. I'm not going to do that. Why? When somebody copies literally every single snap you post. <laughs> no thanks. I don't have to follow you to know no what you're thanks, posting girl. on Snapchat. Nope. I don't even have to want to know. <laughs> right. To know what you're doing on Snapchat. <laughs> Either way, she posted several clips of Kanye when he had this conversation with Taylor Swift. And he told her the line, you know, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex and how he made her famous. And she said that she thought that it was funny. And she thought that, you know, uh, it was tongue-in-cheek. Ha, ha, ha. And a compliment, really. It's really compliment. (laughs) We all know how that went. So, basically, you know, Kim uh, busted a couple shots into the sky and let let these bitches know that she does hang with niggas. So, it is what it is. I still don't live. Why I still women don't love see this it. kind of vindictive shit? All I know is, girl, it could have been Taylor Swift that exposed Taylor Swift and I would have still been living. <laughs> so I don't want for you to get it twisted and think that I'm going to be tuning in Sundays or whenever the fuck that shit come on because it's not the case. I am just living for the fact that it is now, you cannot argue that this girl lied about this bullshit. Right. And why? We don't know. I do, girl. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Because as I've said, for seven black ass years, this woman is nothing but games and lies. She's to be trusted. She's tall. She's blonde. She came in fucking strumming guitars and singing like she she wakes up in the morning with mint juleps and fucking and iced tea. But the girl is from fucking Philly. Like mm. that still grinds she's my from gears. Pennsylvania. You are but might not as well be Philly. country. You're not. You aren't. I'm not having it. So you were lying when you won, when you took Beyonce's goddamn award from her. And Beyonce didn't even say nothing. Beyonce has still <laughs> not said anything. But just know that all of this is a ripple effect from you taking Beyonce's things and taking Michael Jackson's things. After he died, after he died, girl, he was dead. The year he died, you took Artist of the Year from Michael Jackson, the greatest entertaining artist to ever walk God's green and blue earth, bitch. You took it from him okay. and you didn't even get up there and say you know what I don't even deserve this you just went up there and was like wow well thanks and like you and all of your 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 white goons were just like sure and you continued to steal people's things like I just don't understand anyway amen so you know she's been lying ever since then and I'm just glad now that people can see it for what it is she responded with her iOS uh, press release and basically said uh, that 
you can't hear him say you can't hear her saying that she was okay with being referred to as that bitch because she's not okay with it and can't approve a sign with blah blah blah. So let me ask you a question. Girl, okay. You were okay with this man who embarrassed your ass in front of millions of people under the VMAs however long ago. Mm-hmm. You were okay with him saying that he would fuck you. I mean, he's married. Right. Mind you. Yeah. But you were, you had a problem with being called a bitch. Like, you were okay with him taking credit for your fame. You were okay with him saying that he would have sex with you, but that bitch was just I just don't believe the that. tipping point. I don't believe it. Shut up, Taylor. Your lies have been exposed. I don't believe that you didn't hear the two full lyrics about me and Taylor might still have sex and I made that bitch famous. I just don't believe it. I don't believe that of you. And even still, I don't think you have a reason to like have, have done all the pouting and fussing and crying and kicking shit up and everybody pay attention to me. And when she got up on stage at the Grammys and was like, don't ever let anybody try to take credit for your fame. Like, bitch, you really sat up there and tried to make it some whole white feminist moment when the whole ass time you would, you have been on the phone with Kanye talking about, well, I mean, it's just, you know, haha, it's like not a big deal. If you hadn't heard of me, then, then you just hadn't heard of me. Like, I, Oh my God, this bitch that she, knew she was going to do this when she said she yeah. liked it. Oh, yeah. She's a plotting, planning, scheming ass she bitch. She convinced him. He could have said, you know, I feel like I could still take Taylor to Pinkberry because, you know, I made her appreciate me. <laughs> he could have said any Anything. fucking kind ass thing. And she would have been like, that is so great. And then she would have found some way to make him an awful person and just be like, why is he always talking about me? I don't understand. <sighs> because that's what she's been doing her entire career. And she has been banking off of the fact that she can make a catchy ass pop song mm-hmm. and that she looks like plenty of other regular boring ass white girls who go to Starbucks. And they live for that type of shit. They love that kind of shit. And what's worse is she takes any moment she literally writes records and albums about being wronged by somebody else in the entertainment industry like that's what she builds all of her she finds ways to be the victim so that she can write a song about overcoming and and like and sell it to these little white girls that just want some hope and somebody to look up to like girl there's nothing wrong with you you're an absolute pop contender nobody gives a fuck nobody's out here trying to to like bully you or victim you you wrote about how you thought that John Mayer was a fucking predator you called fucking Jake Gyllenhaal out because he didn't go to some fucking party you said you tried to say that Calvin Harris was taking credit for your work when you didn't want credit for the work in the first motherfucking place you didn't want to be mentioned about the song and you waited for the song to come out and Rihanna looked sickening in the video to have your people say that you wrote the motherfucking song you talking about character assassination where you hired all of Victoria's Secret Pink to be in a video about how you don't like Katy Perry <laughs> I don't understand how it like I don't understand how Kanye West writes a song where he said he made you famous and he feels like y'all would still fuck and asked for your approval when you don't do this to people and that's character assassination but you do that shit to <laughs> everybody in the fuck else you sued your own fans for making some shit about, up about you on uh, Etsy for like making little earrings and shit Posting out of whatever the fuck they can find like with people dancing to your song like I get getting your money but damn bitch 
You are ruthless, bitch. And white America falls for her all the time because she always sells them. I'm a girl just like every other girl. And I just, you know, want to do blah, 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 blah. Women need to be empowered and take responsibility and stand up for yourselves. Like, she says that shit, but you're right. She inserts herself into drama and makes herself the victim of situations that oftentimes don't even have nothing to do with her. Like, Taylor Swift does not miss She did it to Nicki Minaj. She did it to Nicki Minaj. And everybody gave Nicki Minaj's black ass shit. And I'm not even hitting on her right now like that. (laughs) And I've already said and why? And it is what it but is. when she came out and she was coming out, you know, trying to defend herself on some selfish shit, mm-hmm. just like Kim and Kanye are doing. Right. But the point that she made was solid and everybody gave her shit. But Kim Kardashian exposed her motherfucking ass and it's let's all go to the Kim exposed uh, Taylor party. And we won't be well, I'm going to be there. <laughs> yes, won't. because I hate the girl. But at the same <laughs> time, like, let's call a motherfucking spade a spade. People been saying that this girl ain't shit. Y'all Oh, my bad. Go ahead. As I saw somebody else write about the only difference between Kim Car- Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift is that Kim Kardashian is better at it. Like, somebody... <laughs> well, I mean, really? Where's the lie? She beat Taylor at her own game. Taylor does the exact same thing, which is using propaganda and gossip and all of, like, this... Po- like, you broke up with Calvin Harris and two weeks later, you on the beach making out with Loki from the fucking Avengers? Like, girl, what? Talking about, oh, he's being very supportive at this moment. We don't give a about that we just waiting for Black Panther to come out bitch I don't give a fuck about how Tom Hiddleston or whatever fucking feels about his fake girlfriend she just gonna write some shit about you too was she tired of you like she like that Taylor is so self-absorbed that she didn't think the two most vain people on the planet weren't videotaping or recording their fucking phone conversations with her really bitch you cannot find two people more in love with them with themselves than Kanye and Kim you didn't think your conversation was being recorded you didn't think anybody had any proof, girl. You just thought you was going to be able to white lie your way out of it and everybody was just going to take your All side. All she does is white lie. Remember that fuck? She came to New York and Amazing. lived here and wrote a whole song about how New York is the greatest place ever. And it just oh, yeah. Welcome kisses to New York. everybody on it's the nape of their neck. <laughs> Welcome to New York. Bitch, when did you get here? First of all, where you are you are you a country artist? Are you from West Bel Air? Are you from... <laughs> like, what do you want to do? So I just... Mm-mm. But see, I know that within two weeks, Kim Kardashian is going to put like a chitlin cheesecake on Instagram and all y'all going to be right back to hating her. She's going to start up with her bullshit Snapchat my meal feelings, reviews and shit. My feelings towards Kim Kardashian have not changed at all. Did I get She's a little bit of life moronic. from her dragging Taylor? I'm not going to lie. I did get a little bit of life from her dragging <laughs> and Taylor. And I knew you that would. that is because she would. dragged Taylor. It could have been anybody. Like, it, it really could have been almost anybody. on Stacey Dash could have done it, and I would have got a little bit of life. So mm. I just... That's just how much I dislike this woman, how much I trust her. And I'm just so glad. I saw somebody I'm write some there's shit. there's proof. Like, you can't, it ain't no he said, she said. Like, it's straight up on video. Absolutely. You lie. And, girl, right. you could have just, when he called you, you could have said, you know what? I just, I would not like to be a part of that narrative. You could have told him that shit then. <laughs> if you were so tired of this fucking narrative, why, when he called why you, you go- and you told you that him? he was going to mention you again, oh. why would you just say, you know what? I appreciate that you tried to call me and get my approval, but I would really rather not be mentioned in the song at all. Since you don't want to be a part of the narrative. Because you're a liar, you're right. a snake, and you're a musty-ass fox. <laughs> That's why. I saw somebody write some shit saying, well, every celebrity is fake to a certain degree. Yes, that's true. But she isn't good at it. That's what they said. (laughs) And I could not agree more. She doesn't play the game well because everybody sees how fake you are. The point is that nobody is supposed to be able to tell that you're a fake-ass, lying-ass bitch. Exactly. You're bad at it. 
So while you got everybody running out here filing lawsuits for you, you need to be getting them to train you on how to keep that lying fake bullshit under wraps. We've seen it from you smiling in the I ear can't. like the I fucking can't. Joker every time you won an award that won yours. Right. And like, so... <laughs> that wasn't your love that you say it wasn't hers. Because, girl, she took like it from now, Michael Jackson. now, when you get Ooh. a lot of these awards, sure, because she's a powerhouse. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that makes a little bit more sense. For an embarrassing 2009 was time. a lie. All a lie as far as Taylor Swift was concerned. And Kanye would say do nothing but make it worse. Anyway. Oh, you so know then, what happens if you really don't want to be a part of the narrative, though? You do like Beyonce and remove yourself from the narrative. Beyonce has not addressed this shit past the VMAs because she does not give one motherfuck. Beyonce's only way, the only time that she addressed it was at the end of the show when she won an award and said, hey, here, come do your here, speech. Right, here, she come have your moment. She has not talked about it since then. Why? Because Beyonce, at that point, and especially at this point, ain't even concerned with awards. Right. She sat there and was like, I knew that. I know that award's mine. Like, I, everybody in here know what the song of the year is. So, I mean, okay. <laughs> it doesn't like, matter. Right. I, whatever. Like, she was not phased by it at all. Right. And she didn't do that for Taylor specifically. She would have done that for whoever that happened to. Exactly. It's not like Beyonce gives a fuck about Taylor Swift, but... You know, she got she literally went up there and robbed said, of her moment, so... She went up there and said, I remember when we were in Destiny's Child and, you know, getting up here and winning my first award, and so I just feel like you should have that. It had nothing to do with Taylor Swift. Beyonce at the time probably didn't know who Taylor Swift was, <laughs> like many other people. But she saw this little girl in this DIY dress, and she said... She said, all right, baby. You know, come, come here have your moment. and have your moment. I remember being a new artist like you, so... Yeah. <laughs> Like, just so benevolent and has been doing nothing but winning ever since then she left the mess behind her Taylor continues to engage in it and then wonders why she keeps getting dragged in it and Single Ladies was still a song of the year <laughs> and, and like <laughs> it doesn't even change nobody feels any differently about oh, that oh god so, fuck Taylor Swift and while you sitting up here worried about character assassination and narratives and all this other fake ass novel page master bullshit, you need to tell your little white home girls to stay out of it. Tell Selena Gomez, old tomato head ass, that ain't nobody ask her a motherfucking thing and she needs to worry about her motherfucking Trader Joe's brand formation tour and not getting mixed up with Justin Bieber no motherfucking more because she hopped up out the woodworks talking about, I just feel like, you know, yeah, there's so many more important things Trash. to talk about. Well, do you want to talk about one or are you just going to sit here and whine for your friends? Because I agree. There are way more important things to talk about. But most of those important things are so depressing and so hurtful that us laughing at your homegirl right now is just going to it's going to have to be it for at least 24 to 48 hours because we deserve this a couple been of a smiles. long time coming is the thing. So many Katy Perry's been waiting for this moment. <laughs> Katy Perry. Did you see all the all the yes. celebrities that liked the yes. shady tweets? All the Zendaya was like, "Look, bitch, I may have shown up for your red carpet appearance, but I know better than that now." I was I in lemonade. <laughs> like, I and fixed, it changed my life. I saw where I needed to be. Beyonce saw Zendaya going down the wrong path and she said, like, "Call her." No, no, somebody call her because we're here. not gonna let her. We're not doing that, sweetie. <laughs> You're gonna be on Twitter talking about all lives matter in a couple months. We right. can't. We can't do it. I told you the Tiana Rihanna girl from Empire. <laughs> Smooth left the group text. Like, I don't have anything. I would not like to be involved. It's been a long time. I mean, of course, her biggest stands are ultimately going to be like, oh, well, I don't really care. 
Taylor Swift for life, and that's fine. But right. you're going to have to acknowledge that the bitch lied. It's not like she's going to find some way to make fun of herself for this, probably. Oh, this is going on the album. And write a whole this like, is going on the album. album about this and, you know, bullies. Huh. And Let me say this really oh quickly. Oh, God, this bitch. Y'all got to be careful with the word bully. Because I saw some people calling Joe Budden a bully for that same thing that we were doing before. And I just feel like bullying somebody is like a real issue. It's a real harmful problem that a lot of people actually go through. And you just can't call somebody a bully because they said some stuff about somebody that you don't like. Like, that's not how that works. Mm -mm. Bullying, in my definition or opinion anyway, is when you are attacking somebody that you know cannot defend themselves from you. And so... The same way Joe Budden cannot change the trajectory of Drake's career, <laughs> Kanye and Kim Kardashian are not going to affect Taylor Swift's no. either. So this isn't bullying. This Two is calling a girl really. out. <laughs> Taylor Swift fans are not going no. Young white women of America, not going nowhere. They don't give a fuck about right. that shit. Right, because even still, at the end of the day, what she do? Lie on Kanye West, a nigger. And Kim Kardashian, a nigger lover, exposed her. Who cares? <laughs> like, exactly. That's so they don't give a fuck. These are Melania Trump stands. I was saying this earlier. It's the same people. Add 20 years and a pot belly. And that's it. Like, I don't know how many months ago Sky Jackson said on Twitter that Donald Trump must be winning in the in the polls for the same reason that Taylor Swift Yes, somebody sent me that screenshot. I'm like, that is absolutely it. It's the same fan base. It's America. It's white America. Period. And most of them are racist or racist adjacent. That's but how don't Trump is want to say that they are. Oh, no, they don't want to say it because, you know, they feel like if they're not in the KKK, then they're not racist. They White people really feel like you have to say, I hate Come niggers to be racist. On with it. No, you can actually just have internal biases towards people of color that cause you to, discrim- to discriminate against them. And that makes you racist. And your homegirl, Taylor Swift, has shown it very blatantly. Selena Gomez, who ain't even white. <laughs> went on Twitter. She might be a white Latina. I don't know what I mean, race she is. Sure, but she's, she's definitely not, she's not Puritan. She's not that. <laughs> she's representing a marginalized group. <laughs> like okay, you know I like that. Period. So she coming forward, and when she said whatever about important things, I definitely hit her up, and I was like, okay, well, Waverly Place, uh, do you want to talk about Black Lives or not? Nah? Oh, and her little stance was like, oh well, you know, she said something about like Orlando at one of her shows. Nobody gives a fuck about that Groupon ass concert. And you have 44 million followers on Twitter alone. I don't even know where else they, you know, pretend to love you. But you have Mm. this giant platform where you can literally tweet one hashtag. Her response, not to me. Um, Oh, I'm sure you would have. Because I just feel like (laughs) that would have been one for the ages. They're like, who can? No, I've heard of that one. I'm going to not. Um, Selena Gomez don't know who I am, but I think she knew better. Either way, she said to some white boy, oh, well, what is me posting a hashtag? Is me posting a hashtag going to save lives? I don't give a fuck about your sides. Like, you don't know what I do. Wow. I sure don't, but I know all I need to know just based off that response there, right. which I'm, I think she's already deleted it clearly. You're a dumbass. You put yourself in. Shut up. Shut the fuck it up. Even to, shut you could have just minded your own right, business. You weren't in it. Somebody tweeted me earlier. was like, I'm listening to old episodes of The Read and you talking about how great Selena Gomez is and how. Did we? Well, I did. Not you. But I was saying on like a scale of Disney well, stars or something like that, like Miley Cyrus being the worst and Selena being the best. And now I'm like. You know, I really just have to stop saying these girls' names because you all embarrass me. I feel like Disney's best female representative would probably be the lead singer of the Muses from Hercules. Okay. So, 
Or the right. one that Roz Ryan voiced, but... Okay. Child stars? Most of them are not doing too well. Except Hillary Duff, and that's because Kyla Pratt looks like she's doing all right. Kyla Pratt oh, is a yes, mom. Oh, yes, Kyla Pratt is. Yes, she still she looks like she's 12. Have, you know, is that what they have to do? Do they have to get married and have kids to have a normal... And mind their business, probably. You, you know, but mind your business is the most important thing for us all, really. And if Taylor Swift wasn't so busy being preoccupied with taking as much as she possibly could and being as selfish and as self-serving as possible, this would not have happened to her. But it did, and I just don't feel no sympathy. Oh, I, well, bitch. Oh, well. I, I'm going to plan a pizza party around here. <laughs> like, I'm just going to take oh, it Oh, you should. kindergarten. With banners and everything. It can be like a whole event. Like, I'm glee. And we'll throw darts full. at her face. All kinds of stuff. It'll be fun. Pin the lies on the donkey. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's all for Shade and Full. Let's take a Very break. Very long. <laughs> okay, so we're back, and it's time for listener letters. It is. Send your questions to gmail.com. We may just read them aloud on the show. Our first question comes from Caitlin, who says, I was wondering what Kid Fury's thoughts on Pokemon Go are. I feel like it's the perfect Pokemon game, given how it fits the entire concept of the franchise so well. Also, what is the strongest Pokemon you currently have, and what is your favorite Pokemon in general? Now, I'm a little hurt that I was left out of this question. You're playing it? Yes, and I love it. I'm actually obsessed. So, Well, Pokemon Go is involved in my read, so I'm going to save my opinion for it until then. Oh, okay. Oh, God. So are you playing it? I am. Okay. So or I, I'm trying. So this is my, you know, I'm not, I don't know too much about all this, but my coworker at Apple Music was like standing for the game and going on and on about how fun it was. So I downloaded it and you know I'll be walking around the city anyway. I just get high and start walking. So it's the perfect entertainment for that. Like literally you just walk around collecting shit. It's so fun. It's built like like the premise of it was definitely to be when it works to go outside. so fun. (laughs) The fucking I know the servers are overloaded because everybody and their mama is trying to play. I mean literally it's a free game and it's something that I've a lot of fans young and old of this game like kind of envisioned the the concept of it mm-hmm. uh so yeah it's going insane like, have, you can log on yes it's fun. I have two pikachus and all my friends at work are jealous i found both of them in harlem i have one and, i was not able to, actually i have two yeah and, and oh but my i God, transferred I was, one of them oh you did yeah so i've been doing that with the cheap ones the the wobats and the ratata ratata the whatever what that is. is the the woobat zubat my bad yeah. something so i've been trading those in and then i learned how to evolve <laughs> so i've evolved some into like scarier monsters and it is so fun <laughs> i have like 150 of them and i'd be trading them in Damn, and evolving bitch. it's all I, i'm on level 15 it's all i do like I i'm like nine no i get high and i walk around and play this game. it never works for me every time i try and log on it's like nah girl it's lit <laughs> <laughs> i am so obsessed that last night i left harlem i walked to the bronx wasn't no good shit on the street which that gets on my nerves. But anyway, so, but I took the five train. I walked from Harlem to (laughs) the Grand Concourse on 138th in the Bronx and then took the five down to Union Square because I knew it was going to be some good shit down there and I was right. All the good shit is down there. Oh my God. Yes, and when I'm in Chelsea, there's always good monsters down there too. But yeah, so I went to Union Square and walked down 14th Street. Pokemon too. Right, exactly. So I walked down 14th Street and then went up to Times Square because I knew it was going to be some good shit in Times Square too. But you know, 
if you have to go to Times Square to have fun playing the game, then something's I'm not wrong. doing it. Like, and I've been very interested in seeing what's what you know Pokemon is giving in Times Square. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm just envisioning like walking around and looking at my phone, and then hundreds of other people doing the same thing. It's not that, and they fun, already right? do that. Right, it's not that fun in Times Square because tourists are the worst. But when you go down like the side streets, like 46 down by where the Broadway theaters and stuff are it's still enough people that there's good shit over there without being like totally packed like Times Square so but yes I'm obsessed I love the game so so much so thank you to TJ for encouraging me to try it out because I actually love it it's been a great way to take my mind off of all the dumb shit that's going on yes so um do you have a favorite Pokemon in general I don't know nothing about them so all I know is I keep going to the gyms and getting my ass beat um, I don't know if I have. Yeah, no, actually, I do. I think that Nine Tails is my favorite. Oh, okay. Well, I'll like a big white I haven't caught one of those Tails. yet. Oh, well, it's pretty. Yeah, I keep getting a lot of the sideways, kind of dead looking fish. <laughs> Magikarp and the duo. Magikarp duo, though. Do duo. Do duo. The two headed dodo bird. Ostrich yeah. looking shit. Magikarp is actually. One of the first our original Pokemon, like from when I was a preteen or whatever. Oh, really? And the thing about him or her is that when it evolves, it evolves into like a beast. So like you're supposed like is you that want- why it takes four hundred candy? Absolutely, to because if you can get a Gyarados, it's worth it like shit. Oh like, man, like, I'm gonna have to play this game for months to get one of those. Some people already have them. I don't know what the fuck y'all are doing, but well, I mean, I literally spend three or four hours a day walking around the city collecting Pokemon. So that's dedication. I just it's fun, and it I walk fun. anyway. So why not? Exactly. It's the perfect game for me. It just kills my battery, but that's all right. That's why God made them back up. You. USB battery things. So. It has a battery saver thing in it. Yeah, that all that really does is turn off the light once you put the phone down or you don't touch it for ever so long, which tends no, to just you kick hold me, it upside down. Well, it just it just tends to kick me out the game and then I can't get back on the server or whatever. So I turn that off. It wasn't <laughs> doing me that much of good. But so anyway, <clears throat> oh my god, I got to hatch some eggs. That was very fun. And then I was on I Reddit because I was googling tips. <laughs> I'm going to do better at Pokemon Go. And Reddit was like, you got to use one of your lucky eggs when you know, turn like use one of the lucky eggs. You know, the lucky ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you don't. I was Anyway, so what? you got to tap that and turn one of those on. You got to turn one of those on when your eggs are about to hatch, which you know you got to walk around so your eggs hatch. Right. So when you know your eggs are about to hatch, turn on your lucky egg, and then it doubles the XP points that you get. So I was getting like 2,500, 3,500 points for hatching eggs. I cannot believe this is happening. Yes, I leveled up like four or five times in one day. I would tell you that you should play Steven Universe Attack of the Light. Let me write that down. But then I wasn't going to because it's kind of like an RPG and I thought that it may be too complicated. But you're talking about XP and shit here, so you have to be able to play that game. And it's really cute and fun. Well, I'm, t- and you like, don't have to I'm leave telling you I have spent hours. You don't have to l- listen. This is just great. Okay, so anyway, thanks for the question. Not that I'll be interested in video games in the future, but I do like this one. So, <laughs> um, Our next question comes from... Um, I'll just call you Noella because I can't pronounce your first name. Okay. And it says, I own a small business where I make and sell custom dog collars, and I got a request from a rescue group that would like to make collars with embroidery that reads, Dog Lives Matter. I know they're coming from a good place, but this makes me feel so uncomfortable. Am I reading too much into this? What should I do? Thanks. 
Look, I wouldn't want to do it regardless. Um, if they're white, I damn sure wouldn't do it. And they absolutely Well, she like makes custom people. dog collars. So this is like her literal livelihood. Like, But I don't think that that means you should make every dog, dog collar li- that you're asked to make. What if somebody right, was like, no, but all children should die? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Just because somebody, you make them custom doesn't mean that you should, you have to or you should make everything that somebody, you know, requests. Mm-hmm. Dog lives matter to me. I don't like it. I just feel like a lot of people who are doing these other life matter things, um, it just trivializes the actual movement, and I don't like that. I mean, I'm all for a joke, and I've actually seen some people do blank lives matter or whatever, and it's funny, but I think that it's starting to get a little out of hand, and everybody's trying to just make this funny take on the hashtag or the statement, and... We're already not taken seriously, so right. personally, I would be against it and wouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't like it either, and I think another part of it is because the white people who tend to stand for animals and work at rescue groups tend to be the same ones who don't really give a shit when Absolutely. something happens to black people. And so it's like the whole dog lives matter, while I'm sure they they have no intention of being as hateful as the all lives matter they people. They never think they're being hateful. This is, right, this is still in response to something that we started to talk about, the fact that we are being killed by the police and nobody really gives a fuck about it. So for you to come in and be like, oh, well, dog lives matter, even if that's not the exact literal phrasing. It's just like, oh, yes, duh, okay, we know that. That's okay, not what this is about. Yeah, all right. Like it's this just is just, mine. right, it's coming from the same people who wouldn't wear a black lives matter a t-shirt but they'll put a dog lives matter collar on their pet like what's the message you really trying to send here i was just asking i don't know what race this person is or care but if this was think of it from this perspective since black lives matter is a black movement created by black people for a real serious black issue if this was in reverse and a black person was trying to ask a white dog collar company to make something that was derogatory or hurtful towards them, what do you think they would do? Like, what do you think their response would be? Go with that. Because there's no way that I would go to a fucking dog collar place and be like, I want a collar that says uh, all hail Hitler or something. Like, like I just, you know, just something super offensive or whatever. Like, Or just something clueless. Like, this is just... It just shows that you really have no idea what's going on in this Hell, world. they could be trolling you. So Trash, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do, it, do either. it either. I would be polite about it, but I would be like, you're going to have to go on eBay or something, girl, because I'm not making this. Our last question comes from No Sympathy Sally, who All says... Right. I know how you feel. <laughs> I have a friend who's in a very toxic relationship, and she tells me about her fights with her boyfriend all the time. There is no trust in their relationship, and the lengths that she dedicates herself to is more than she should for this son of a bitch. Mm. He puts his friends before her, and he has wandering eyes. He messages and friends girls that he's no, he's not supposed to talk to, etc., but she still continues to be with him. I'm losing respect for her every time she cries over a fight, and then later in the week she's posting lovey-dovey shit and pictures about him. I don't want to hear her sob stories or give her advice anymore because she never takes it and i've lost all sympathy for her how am i supposed to continue a friendship with her while knowing that she is better off single than being in this relationship she's in her mid-20s and this is the first long-term relationship she's had in her life please help but leave her the fuck alone like girl look 
everybody, I think, is entitled to being dumb in love because it happens. You know what I'm saying? I think that we've actually talked about shit like this or answered letters like this. Maybe just not in a while. I mean, this is literally half the letters in the inbox. Right. What I Everybody say, is having relationship issues. I mean, girl, and it's summer. Uh, <laughs> you just... Be supportive of your friend because if that's your friend, you should be, regardless. However, that doesn't mean that you have to listen to that shit. So you could, I think, very clearly be like, look, it clearly don't matter what I say to you, you're going to be with this piece of shit regardless. And so I just feel like for the, you know, the sake of our friendship and for the respect I have for you, <laughs> let's just not talk about it. Like, right. you're going to be with them anyway until one day that light is going to flick off in your head. I pray you know, it's before marriage or pregnancy. <laughs> right. Please, God, let it come soon. Sooner than later. Woo. But yeah, that's real. Like, you should be able to talk to her and be like, so listen, it's extremely annoying that you fight with this nigga nonstop and then go right back to him and then come back to me crying about how terrible he is. Like, you cannot expect your friends to like your boyfriend, even though he is so shitty to you. The people who care about you are not going to feel that way. They're not going to look past somebody being disrespectful or mean to you because they know you deserve better than that. So expecting your friends to continuously be subjected to you being like, hey, I'm super hurt and I'm with this nigga who does not stop hurting me and then going back to him and then coming back and repeating that same story. Like, it's understandable that you would be worn out by that. You should you should be able to just sit down with her and be like, look, girl, I'm not I can't do it no more. Like, this is not it's not a healthy situation for you to be in, but I can't force you to do nothing. You grown. But you also have to acknowledge that. When you are in love or when a lot of people are in love, their perspective of the person is automatically going to be different than yours. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't give a fuck about that nigga. So but how different can your perspective really be when you the one telling me how shitty he is on a regular basis? I mean, when you're in a relationship with somebody that is shitty to you, yeah, you're going to say that that person's shitty, but it's not always enough for you to leave the relationship. What I'm saying is the way that she looks at this guy, although she knows he ain't shit, is different from the way that you see him because you don't give a fuck about him. So it's easy <laughs> for you to just be like, well, this nigga ain't shit and I don't have have any incentive to stay you know hang out with him or have an allegiance or a loyalty to him because i'm not the one who's in love with him mm-hmm. she is so it's difficult for her it's going to be harder for her to be like yes but you know i can live without him for no other reasons besides love and love being dumb from time to time you know so as long as you recognize that this is something that happens a lot of people unfortunately sometimes you fall in love with somebody and you don't use your better judgment but i think it's absolutely fair again to just be like look i'm praying for you and i hope that one day you will figure all of this out but i just don't want to hear about this anymore because it doesn't make a difference you go back with him anyway and it just it gets to a point where even if i want to be supportive of you i just i'm not even what am i what do you what are you even supposed to do right keeps happening like like you want me to keep having the same conversation with you over again because i no like that's why it it blows my mind like it's so frustrating to me because it's so completely devoid of logic like you can't this doesn't this is not how it works yeah but love's not always logical which is why i like to stay away from it i get it but (laughs) i'm just saying like you gotta deal with somebody else Mm. who's in these emotional situations sometimes you just have to figure out but it doesn't mean that you have to just be beat getting your ass beat with a whole bunch of like conversations and and tears and stuff that are pointless you know so it's just like look yeah Love you. I really hope that you can figure it out, but I don't want to hear no more about this because it's just, it's, 
it's annoying. No shade. I know. I mean, you'll be all right. Let's no shade, but shade. Like you're gonna, it's gonna sting a little bit, and it should. But like, I don't want to hear about your feelings. Maybe a little no sting enough for her to be like, damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, damn, my whole friends don't even want to hear this shit no more. Right. <laughs> like, it's been that much. Like, shit. Okay, maybe like, I should damn, move on. Okay, so I really do call you crying three times a month about this nigga. Damn. Yeah, maybe it'll give her a little perspective. Let us know how it goes. Send your questions to ask 3 gmail.com and we'll be back. So we're back, and it is now time for the read. It sure is. So, um, I'm interested now that I know your <coughs> read involves Pokemon Go. I actually kind of have two, but oh, even I'll start with that one. Okay. So, yes, Pokemon Go is a game that came out. It's a mobile thing. And basically, like we discussed, you walk around differently. It's like powered by Google Maps. And so you can walk around pretty much anywhere in the world and use AR technology or whatever it's called to catch these virtual monsters on your phone. Pokemon is like a multi-billion dollar franchise. It's been around since I was a child, like junior high school, like maybe fifth or sixth grade. So it's really old, very loved. And all of that jazz. Um, I've seen a few, not even a few, I've seen way too many people since the game come out make remarks about it that get on my nerves. I know, I think it's okay if you don't get it. It's okay if you are not interested. It's okay if you feel like you don't have enough time for no shit like that. But I don't like this statement that I'm not playing Pokemon Go because I'm grown or I'm not playing Pokemon Go because that's childish or that's for kids. I have a problem with that and I've had a problem with that type of bullshit for a long time and that is why I specifically make sure that I talk about how much I love cartoons, anime, bright colors and things of that nature because as much depressing shit as we have to go through Every single day, like anything that can bring me just a little bit of joy or a couple of laughs, I will take it. And cartoons are usually like simply about that, <laughs> like bright colors, fun, whimsy and all of that stuff just to take your mind off of it. Now, again, keep in mind that Pokemon is a is a, a series and a franchise that has been around since I was a kid playing it, like since I had I think I play my first Pokemon Go on like a Game Boy Pocket or like 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 ages ago ages ago and so this isn't just a game for young people I actually think it's fantastic that most of the Pokemon that appear in the game are from the older generations of games the ones that I played when I was a kid because I did stop playing Pokemon or like watching the show and stuff like that after a while because it is still an anime that's more directed towards kids where there's a lot of other ones that are very much adult like and so is Steven I started Universe anime so you know Steven Universe is not an anime but it's very inspired by anime like there are a lot of themes uh in steven universe that okay i thought maybe because of the magic thing well but i don't really know i mean it's not an anime like by definition but it is clearly inspired by several got it either way um 
I just think that it's annoying that people are always trying to make motherfuckers who like anime or anything animated or video games or whatever, make them feel like they're childish or they're not grown because they like these things. I was walking around Midtown and I promise you, I saw a lady who had to be in her 60s playing this game. I don't know if her grandson put her on and she was like, you know what, I like to walk around Lincoln Square and I guess I'll just catch a couple of these Pokemon. (laughs) Because Granny was getting her life. So it's fun trying to figure out how to catch them. Right. It's just a fun fucking game. People are having a good time. And keep in mind, it's not something that just popped out of nowhere. People who, like, follow games or who are a fan of Pokemon have known about this game for well over a year because they've been talking about it and hyping it up. And motherfuckers have been like, when the fuck is this shit going to come out? So this is something that people have been waiting for. So when it actually finally dropped, everybody was like, yes, the hype. Everybody was been has been hype over this game for the longest time. And I just don't understand why you miserable bitches always gotta stop people from having a good time. Just let people have fun. When you be into your your sports, I don't come out here and try to make you feel like you dumb for it. I just don't get it. And I don't have a problem saying I don't get it and I'm not interested. I just feel like y'all are just running back and forth and don't understand the fun in it, but have at it. And I have watched games and try to understand it. The most I've gotten out of it is that there are a lot of attracted men who play sports. But I'm not going to take away your joy and try to make you feel like you're less of an adult because you like these things. Whatever, bitch. If I'm not grown for liking Pokemon or Attack on Titan or Naruto or whatever the fuck else, tell that to the inter the tell that shit to the Internal Revenue Service so they can leave me the fuck alone tell that shit to them tell that to my landlord tell that shit to con edison because i i (laughs) the world thinks i'm grown the world is pretty much defining me as a grown-up adult and somehow i'm still playing pokemon so i don't get why you feel like you can make people feel like they're childish or they're less than whatever the fuck they're not an adult because they like these things niggas are just out here just trying to have a good motherfucking time and take their mind off stuff not to mention i've seen several stories several stories about people saying that the game has helped them with their depression and anxiety it's got them to actually leave the house i found even myself Mm -hmm. like i wanted to go outside just to walk around Mm -hmm. when usually i only go outside because i have to go somewhere (laughs) so like that's true you do live indoors so you i don't understand why you can't just let people have a good motherfucking time like i've seen people talk about going to children's hospitals and putting lures there so the kids who are in the children's hospital who can't go nowhere can still play if they have an iPad or access to a phone or whatever. Like, let people have a good time. Which are, I'm so different because I don't like things that are popular. Look at me. I'm on my way to Urban Outfitters. Shut the fuck up, you miserable-ass bitch. And the only (laughs) other thing I want to say is to Leslie Jones... Madam, I am so... I'm saying this like Leslie Jones is going to hear this, but regardless. (laughs) I am so incredibly proud of you and all of the work that you have done. Leslie Jones is a comic that I remember watching on Comic View again when I was a kid and thinking, this woman is super tall and dark and just... And, like, she's got this huge personality and she's just super big in her voice and all of this stuff. But she... Her jokes were so sexually explicit. I love her. And it was like, yes, this girl's up there and she may not be like the 
traditional fucked up fake ass definition of of sexy that society has built but she was i am sexy and i get to fucking and like let me (laughs) i've always admired her not even just because of that but because she's genuinely a funny awesome individual and i'm i've been happy for her when she ended up on saturday night live i was extremely happy for her because i was like you know, you paid your dues and get the recognition and please make Saturday Night Live funny. <laughs> like, please. And she has added to some you. of the only funny moments, mm-hmm. not only just writing, that I have seen on Saturday Night Live since she's been on it. And now she's in this Ghostbusters remake or whatever. And so apparently over this past weekend, people have been giving her shit on the internet. Somebody um, hacked her account and was posting a whole bunch of like homophobic shit and whatever. It was clear to anybody who has one cell in their brain that this wasn't her tweeting and that somebody had hacked her. Right. Um, and so she's been enduring a whole bunch of like racist jokes, people calling her an ape and a gorilla and saying how ugly she is. She said that somebody like found a picture of her and like ejaculated on it and posted it or something like wow. that. Like, just a whole bunch of, like, really dumb, hurtful shit. And just judging by reading her tweets, I could tell, like, how hurtful it was and how it affected her. Right. And, you know, she may not be... She may not be prepared for that. Or I should say she may not be familiar with how stupid people can be. Yeah, she doesn't really understand how bad the internet can get. Which is sad. I hate that. It really does. Because not everybody is built for that type of, like, And everybody hasn't spent years online looking at people and watching them act like this. And knowing where this bullshit comes from. Like, when I posted, I posted something about Melania Trump uh, when they were doing that famous quote shit that they were doing Uh, with her. And Jesse Williams retweeted it. Shout out to you. Thank you so much. He retweeted it. You are such a thug. And I promise you to, th- like, right now, my mentions have been filled with conservative racists. Oh, yeah. Saying all kinds of dumb shit, trying to be funny and not. Like, but I know where all that stuff comes from. And I know that most of y'all are just a bunch of in- inbred, unemployed losers. And you have nothing better to do than search for people who are saying something yeah. that is, like, quote unquote, left or leftist or whatever the fuck they call it and mm-hmm. just go and harass them. Me, personally, the way that I am built, thank God, I don't even see it. Like, I literally don't even see them. I can, my brain can separate the two. Automatically. To where I don't even notice it. I don't even have to block or mute Which is sad. That's sad. But it works out in my favor because I don't pay attention to that shit because I don't give a fuck. Like, you can't troll me. If I respond to you at all, it will simply be to mock you. Because you're, you're trying to find entertainment out of upsetting me and you won't so i'm gonna entertain myself by showing you how dumb you are not everybody is like that so it's not even a read i just want to say how much i look up to leslie jones i think that she's hilarious i think that she's bold i'm so happy for all of the things that she's doing being in this new ghostbusters movie and i knew that when she was in this movie that she was going to get a whole bunch of racist shit because she's the black girl in the movie the Mm -hmm. same way i can't remember and i'm sure this is criminal of me but i can't remember the black actor from the original ghostbusters name um but i'm sure he went through the exact same thing for being the black guy in the motherfucking movie so right it's not even like i didn't see this coming it's just really hurt my feelings that she was hurt by it mm-hmm. and i'm just so like 
I know that trolls ain't never going to go anywhere, but I also know that the only reason you troll people is because of issues in your own life and because you probably have no self-security or love. You probably don't have anybody around you who loves you and you clearly don't have anything better to do. So me personally, I just pity those types of people, but it sucks when good people who aren't trying to do anything but, you know, like make people laugh, Mm -hmm. encourage people who look like them and... Just do their motherfucking job <sighs> when they have to be exposed to that kind of ignorance. Right. It blows. And I just wish that more people could react to trolls the way that I do because they're literal nobodies. Like they just get on the Internet. I feel for to... that they affect her like that. I mean, I've never had anybody post a picture of me with nut on my face. You right. know what I'm saying? So I can't imagine how that feels. But I'm still confident enough in myself to be like, oh, so you got your nut. <laughs> like you're you're welcome. You know, like. <laughs> You know, like, I'm going to mock you because right. that's how I deal with it. And I think that it's funny. It's entertaining to me. But I just wish that more people would could be like that. Either way, Leslie Jones is doing amazing work. You're super hilarious. Don't yeah. let none of these hoes out here make you feel like you're worth nothing or you're worth less. Because we know what your worth is. You're in a fucking blockbuster film. Man. A remake of a fucking classic right now. You're on top of your motherfucking game. You've done things and accomplished things that nobody the fuck else could. You know what I'm saying? So, and people like spend their lives wanting to do and motherfuckers are only targeting you because you're the black girl in the movie and niggas, like they just mad at us. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. mad at the, fa- the fact that we're accomplishing things and that we love ourselves and we're proud of ourselves. So don't let them take your love for yourself or your pride away from you the only reason they trolling you girl is because you matter you're sickening if they did if you weren't doing shit worth it if you weren't doing great stuff they wouldn't even know who you are or care to come and try and troll you for being in this sickening movie so fuck them you're awesome right they're mad because you're black and a woman and dark-skinned and excelling and they feel like you shouldn't and they're mad about exactly And it's a bunch of dude bros who are mad about women being in a remake of their movie anyway and just in their feelings and being childish and dumb about it. But I think the man who got it started, who like told them to go through that, got kicked off Twitter. I don't know who he is. I guess he's some famous white Republican, but he at least got kicked off Twitter for that. I mean, which is the bare minimum that could have been done. I mean, because some of the stuff that they were tweeting her was just like, it It was like hit me in my stomach like, whoa, like... People are just rude as fuck. And that was the only problem. Like, the only thing Leslie Jones did wrong was think that people are decent. They're not. That's it. That's it. I'm so All she sorry, was girl. Had... She thought people had basic fucking decency, and they do not. And they just don't. It's unfortunate, but that's just the internet. These motherfuckers be feeling like <sighs> They're awful, they girl. can say whatever They're the fuck awful. they want to because odds are they're never going to see you in the street know that they would never say those never. things to your face. I hope a bunch Ever. of famous people hit her up like, oh girl, let's talk about it because this is what they do. She's been getting a lot of support. There's been like that hashtag love for Leslie J and stuff like that. So I'm at least glad to see that a lot of people of all races and genders in the industry, outside the industry, you know, had her back because it's bullshit and it's unnecessary. Leslie Jones ain't do nothing to nobody. So right. it's just ridiculous that y'all bitches have that much hate and ignorance in your heart and you know the only reason you can do that shit is because no Nobody can like we can't just find your IP address and come to your house and beat your motherfucking ass. Even if we could, odds are nobody's gonna waste their time to go do it. And you know that. That's why you're bold enough to go do that shit. Right. But just know that you we know you would never say that shit to my face, her face, none of these other people's nope. face. And that's enough for me, bitch, because you already know what time it is when you comes down to this one. Not only will I embarrass you <laughs> on the internet, I'll beat your ass in person. So come on, like <laughs> 
Huh, everybody do better. Leave people the fuck alone. Leave people alone. Get a job. I mean, that would solve so many of your problems. A job, a girlfriend, some hobbies, something. Do something. <sighs> so this week I want to talk about something I read in the New York Daily News written by a bitch named Ann Votaw. Ann lives in Washington Heights. What you going to say, hell? <laughs> well, according to Ann, it is hell. Because she said she moved to New York from the Midwest 13 years ago because she, quote, thrived on city life and settled, literally the word she used, near West Dykeman. And the problem now is that West Dykeman is popping. It is. <laughs> it is. La Mar- she has to deal with the La Marina crowds. And there are apparently lots of restaurants and bars, not to mention all them loud ass Dominicans in her life. Now, had Ann just written a story about how living in New York is loud as fuck, I would have been all about it. Because from the day I've gotten, I got here, I noticed that this bitch is always turned up to the max. There isn't an hour of the day. And it is true that Washington Heights is loud as fuck, girl. But it that has Washington Heights was loud 13 years ago when you moved. Washington Heights has been loud probably since the 70s or 80s, and that is the way that it is. The fact that you... Now, had you just... Had you taken out some of your problematic language here with the settled and all this and just written about New York's really loud. I contacted these such and such government agencies to talk to them about the problem. And this is what they told me. Then that would have been one thing. But, you know, you know, Miss Ann could not have done it. No way. Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) Miss Ann starts off by telling us that she was so shocked by the aggression she faced from a kid who I think she says is 13, maybe he's a he's a young boy. So she starts off the article screaming, you're a dick at somebody that she calls a kid because he is carrying around a dance hall speaker on the sidewalk. Yelling at somebody's child, a literal child, and not just yelling at him, but calling him a dick for carrying around a speaker. So, of course, the kid laughed because... Why wouldn't I? How stupid do you look being in the middle of Dykeman where there are trains and restaurants and people everywhere because this is New York City where like 10 million niggas live. How stupid do you look pointing out somebody's child and calling him a dick for having a radio on the sidewalk? Girl, do you know what the rest of us do? Get a good-ass pair of noise-canceling headphones and turn our own shit up as loud as we want to. I don't hear nothing on the street. I don't hear a mother. That's why when people tap me on the shoulder or whatever I'd be scared as shit girl because I was in the middle of Hamilton and in my head I was David Diggs and I was going I was rapping in French and you had to take your rude ass (laughs) over here and pull me back to reality like I don't hear that shit so instead of just minding her business and moving along she decides to curse out somebody's child and be extremely vulgar but then she refers to her encounter with him as being confronted with the aggression of a possible criminal she uses the words possible (laughs) this is on the new york daily news this is on the new york daily news website and says shocked by my aggression with a possible criminal i opened the 311 app on my phone with shaking hands so literally two pairs they posted this on the new york daily news I'm telling you. And so then it goes into Damn, noise is New Yorker's cartoons. number one complaint. And how are you? How are you all about city life? But you can't 
take loud noise. She talks to somebody else who thinks that Dykeman is too loud and, oh, there's vomit all on the streets. That's ever. Sweetheart. Again. She's been here 13 years. You've been here 13 years. I've only been here for four years. And I know that all of this is regular ass everyday New York City. I've adjusted to it. (laughs) I haven't even been here a full four years yet. I walk outside and I smell at least 45 clouds of piss every day. I smell someone's feces every day. I see someone defecating every day. And that's not just Dykeman. Like, that's, no, right, it's not just Dykeman. That's all over Brooklyn. That's all over Queens. Like, that's all over downtown, especially that's Chelsea. Do you know how many fucked up people I see in Chelsea every day? Like, it's the fact that she used the words that she used and called this child a possible criminal because he was doing what? Carrying around a stereo and being brown? Because that has to be the only thing about him that indicated criminal status. She wasn't like, oh, I saw this kid who was carrying open weapons and banging on people's doors and so I was afraid that I was around a possible criminal he was literally carrying around a fucking boombox take your dumb ass back to wherever the fuck you came from so sweetie here's the thing like we all get annoyed with city life maybe even New York natives get annoyed with city life right but the thing is if if you hate it so much that you took your white ass to the New York fucking daily news and wrote an opinion piece that was published on their website maybe it's time to pack it up and move it to Connecticut get the fuck out I'm saying get out I think most of us who are transplants have a limit on how long we can stay in the city. And I think you've reached yours. 13 years you did. You you know, you put it in. You, you put it in work. Yeah. You, you've, you've, you've thrived on the city life. You've come here from whatever hell in the Midwest that you grew up in. And you've escaped that. And you've grown past it. And your palate has expanded beyond Applebee's and Olive Garden. And you're not racist like all your Facebook friends. And you use coconut oil in your hair. Great, girl. We're so proud of you. Awesome. Maybe Maybe now it's time to take all that you've learned and go to Jersey and just start taking the fucking transit. Like maybe it's just time for you to get the fuck out of the city because what does not need to happen is a further whitewashing of these areas that are historically occupied by people of color and particularly poor people of color. Yes, Washington Heights is loud, but does that mean that Dominicans should stop playing their music and enjoying their culture and having their livelihood because the white people who just fucking got here are mad at it? No, bitch. I lived in Washington Heights for like the first year, year and a half that I moved here and I will never go back because it is so damn loud. But the thing is, you are (laughs) not we just talked about this. I lived in Washington Heights for three weeks. See, the thing is, she's not wrong. It is loud, but the whole way she talks about it is like, I am this amazing woman who came here to do better and have an amazing life, and all these loud-ass brown criminals around me are just ruining it with their fun and their music and their clubs and their vomit and their criminal children. Bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up and go home, then... This ain't even your kind. Like you're, you're not even from. This isn't here. yours. Go back to Europe. <laughs> Go back to Europe. This isn't your space. This isn't your culture. These aren't your people. You moved to Washington Heights. Washington Heights did not move to you. You Girl, decide. That's what I had to understand. You like, don't have to live there. You don't have to live there. You are choosing to live here, and so there's a certain amount of shit you are gonna have to put up with. Now, if somebody is stomping your ceiling in. For six hours a night, every night, right. then call three one one and do whatever the fuck you have to right. do. If you think you live beneath like the mob <laughs> or like, some but drugs. do you know how loud it has to be for me to consider calling three one one in the fucking city? 
it's not even worth it because what are they going to do? Send some police out two and a half hours from now when the noise is most likely long gone. It's just it's only so much you can do when you got nine million niggas living on an island. Like, what do you want? Cops, I don't even think cops respond to noise complaints. Like, that. I mean, it has to be I, it would probably have to be like the Kanye level of noise complaint. When, and, when and Kanye Tribeca. had when, right when Kanye tweeted out that shit and had all them people show up, it would have to be something like that because of all the things there are for New York City cops to do, they are way too busy profiling black people to be coming to your little bullshit noise violations, girl. They just have way too many priorities, and the fact. But if she would have called them and said possible criminal, I bet you they would have showed up. And mad because he's playing, and she specifically called out dance hall reggae like. She's using all this coded language that means I'm sick of you loud ass niggas without actually saying I'm sick of you loud ass niggas. But I see what you're saying and fuck you, bitch. First of all, that's how ignorant your motherfucking ass is. Because if we're talking about Dominican neighborhoods, dancehall and reggae ain't really it. Like that's not. I mean, I know that there are fusions of sounds and things like that in the Caribbean, but. That's not what they even listen to. And you know that if you ask It doesn't really matter question, if that's even what they were playing to right, her. It's just what it sounded ex- like. That's what I'm trying to say because you don't <laughs> give a fuck. Like, I don't understand why people feel like they can just go to somebody else's fucking home and just be like, this is the way that it should be here because I am white. I am white and I feel like you should change your way of life. <laughs> For me specifically, the one white bitch on the block girl get the fuck go home she calls an environmental psychologist girl go home just leave (laughs) just leave what else do you hate girl the train hello join the rest of us the city sucks if you're not getting something out of it then go the fuck home if this is your biggest problem go the fuck home like you said most people who have come to new york city from another place have a list Usually similar lists of things that aggravate the fuck out of us. Yes. But if it aggravates you to the point where you're assuming motherfuckers are... Cri- if you can't even take a 13-year-old with a boombox on their shoulder, my nigga, you right. need to search for a bus ticket, plane ticket, cab fare, you know, right. go fund an Uber, something. You need to get the fuck out. Jump in the Hudson River and start swimming, girl. It's still warm enough. Get the fuck out. It is not Dominican's fault that you're too broke to live in the white neighborhood you feel like you deserve. Whose fault is that? Your underachieving ass. It is your fault that you can't live anywhere but Washington. And that's why y'all keep trying to raise up all their rent (laughs) and get them to That's exactly why. It's going to be luxury high rises and shit in Washington Heights because white people want to be as far from y'all as they can get while still getting the amazingly low for New York standards, property value that they cannot afford anywhere else in the city. Like, and that area is lit. Like, certain parts of uptown, like up in Dykeman and Washington yeah. Heights area, are really nice areas. Just naturally. Yeah. Oh no, it's so, beautiful up there. Right. So the white people are just, are like, we ain't kicked y'all out yet. Like they are just waiting. <laughs> right. She's getting agitated that gentrification isn't coming. Isn't fast hurrying enough. up. <laughs> Where are the rest of you? I came thirteen years ago. So you can do Williamsburg, but you can't do Washington Heights? She gonna, she gonna make a sign and start, go outside her building. Gentrify! <laughs> Gentrify! Really, you guys? bed before me? You're mad at other whites for not joining you. Like... <laughs> Fuck you, girl. Get your motherfucking ass out. You ain't even Stupid from Stupid ass bitch. All right, so that's it for me. I'm done. Well, that is the read. Woo! 
Yes, that wraps it up. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so on and so forth. And thanks again to Movement Watches for sponsoring us today. Get your Movement Watch by going to mvmtwatches.com slash read, and they'll give you 15% off your entire purchase. It's time to upgrade your wrist game collection. Start looking like a grown-up. mvmtwatches.com slash read. Get 15% off. What you got, Kifuri? Um, a lot of you have been asking me again about the PlayStation group that I mentioned. Uh, you can start joining now if you have a PlayStation 4. You can just go to uh, Communities under the Friends section and search for Agents of Shade. And Shade is an acronym. I think if you spell it out regular, you won't find it. Or you can... <laughs> oh, you, you have to put the periods in, you mean? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can just put Agents of S, period. It'll probably be there. Or just Agents of S. I'm sure it's in the list. But regardless, okay. search for it. You can send a little request to be added to the group. Or you can email me at uh, contact at neonfury.com uh, with your PlayStation screen name. And I will add those of you who aren't insane to the group. <laughs> we can start talking about games and things of that nature and be friends. And I'm... I'll try to find a way to include people who may not have a PlayStation. Maybe you Xbox girls or Nintendo girls. Is or... the Steven Universe game on PlayStation? The Steven Universe is for iPad and iPhone. Oh, it's that game you were telling me yeah. about. Yeah, okay. but it's really fun. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I think that's all I've got for right now. Okay. London, we are coming to you next week damn is it creeping up that fast it is right here man so london we will be there very soon excited to see you guys and talk to you tickets at thereadlive.com and to be in london and not be miserable (laughs) amen amen to that you were really i am so glad i get a second you were in a bad place last time oh god the worst really rough time literally the worst place of my entire life like i have never been so low ever it was bad but we still found a way to make it work and we'll do it again (laughs) so we are excited to come back do we have an acronym this week or what if i could begin to be half Mm -hmm. of what you Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. of me i could do about Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. i could even Mm -hmm. love i don't remember how it ends something like that it's at the end of every episode right yeah yeah i love that show i'm gonna go watch it now okay bye 